Hello and welcome to another walk here in the beautiful streets of Rome. I am currently at uh, Piazza Venezia and uh, I'm looking at this huge pompous monument of Vittorio Emanuele that is built here next to the ancient Forum Romanum. And it is quite something. It, it, I mean, it looks like uh, a sugar cake. That's how they call it here because it's so over the top. It's got the Italian flags. The whole building is white and marble. And, of course, it's, it's meant to look ancient with all those pillars, but it is very modern. It's kind of a, like a fake classical look. It's not bad, but, yeah, a lot of Romans hated it when they built it. Um, it's also the location for the Eternal Flame to uh, commemorate the fallen soldiers. There's always a flame burning there in the center. And, but it's just a monument. It's empty. It doesn't really have any other purpose than just standing there and, and letting people revel at it and admire it. And of course, uh, like many monuments, they are built for people long gone so that we will still talk about them when they're not there. I think that is one of the major reasons that in Rome you see so many monuments and so many like huge, also beautiful things. It is, I think, a built-in desire of people to leave a mark, to be of significance. And one way that they can kind of tell themselves that they will be remembered is by, you know, building these huge fountains or churches or cathedrals or basilicas. It's, it's, sometimes it's also very genuinely meant to honor God or, you know, but... I think there's, there's, there's always a mix between maybe very noble uh, reasons and, and very, uh, very human, uh, a very human desire to not be forgotten. It's a, it's a way of also maybe combating our fear of death because death itself is already kind of scary. We just crossed the road here. I want to get a, to a bus to, to, to go to the Vatican. I... I'm in really dire need of an ice cream. I've been walking around in Rome. High temperatures. Oh, line 40 is just leaving. Okay, I missed the, missed the bus. I'll just wait here for the next one. But, um, yeah, I need an ice cream to just get some energy, some sugar in me. So I'm going to take line 40 from here. That will take me to uh, uh, to the Via della Conciliazione from there. Uh, it's, a, it's a short walk to... Uh, the old bridge downside of waiting for the next bus is that it is very noisy with all the traffic it's uh, evening so these are all Romans that are heading home for, uh, for dinner there's even a, uh, a special traffic controller um, who is uh, standing in the middle of the road telling so this is normally there is no no traffic control necessary because uh, the flow is, uh, is, is is well enough, but during these moments of rush hour, they always have to make some human decisions to make sure that uh, we don't cars won't crash into each other. You don't get uh, traffic jams. Um, this is also line forty. I can take this one. Is he stopping or not? No. Is he? Yeah, he is. Grazie. That's cool. I think he saw me hesitate. Uh, let me just enter my ticket here. There we go. 
and I can sit down. This is for old people, but I am 45, uh, 54, not 45. So I guess I'll just sit here. What I love about these new buses is air conditioning. Oh, wait, I forget. I have to wear my mask. Just gonna put my phone down for a second and put this mask on my face which might make it a little bit harder for you to understand me, but um, it's compulsory. In a busy city like this, I think it's a very um, understandable measure, uh, especially when you're inside. But that, it's, it's nice to be the cool bus. So anyway, all these monuments, I think are also uh, there because people want to leave a mark. And that makes me think a lot about, you know, my own mortality. Um, when you see these monuments and churches and old statues and paintings, usually we don't even know the people who built them. We know a few of them, Michelangelo and uh, Bernini, but I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that have left their mark, even if, if they have been building big monuments, nobody knows who they are, let alone what they, how they live their life and, um, and, 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 and what their message is other than having left a monument and I was talking about this with a, a friend of mine I, so I've been staying here in Rome with a, uh, uh, a, a, a man and a woman uh, 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 a couple and they're from my, my part of the country and, but they're a bit older than I am and so we were having dinner in one of the restaurants and, and we got into a, a very deep conversation about, um, you know, how do you want to be remembered? And there's always this kind of, sometimes this stress of, was this it? You know, have I really accomplished something that is worth remembering? And that can sometimes make you anxious, like especially the older you get, the more, of course, time runs out. I sometimes think about that. I'm like, I'm now 54. When I started my studies here in Rome, I, that was in 2001. It's 21 years ago. I was 33, 32, 33. Um, I felt like I have the majority of my life in front of me. And I'm, I'm learning stuff here. That's why I was so enthusiastic about media. I'm learning skills here that I can use to build up the rest of my life. But now, it's 21 years later, and I'm 54, and I know that the majority of my life is probably behind me. Now, of course, you don't, you don't really know for sure. Maybe if I'll find uh, uh, a, a nice ring with strange inscriptions on it, and I wear it, and I become invisible, maybe I'll get to live a bit longer than 100 years. But statistically... Um, I'm over the halfway point and maybe even over the two-third point and so you always wonder well is this it uh, am I still meant to do something big something important or is my life just a, a sequence of projects some of them were successful others were just there for a while and then I stopped them um, or should I work even harder and 
try to leave a mark and, and, and do something that people will remember me for. So that, that was kind of the gist of the conversation when we were eating our pasta. What, what did I have? Oh, the pasta cacciopepe, which was really nice. With, uh, uh, so it's a spaghetti with cheese, a cheese sauce, and, and pepper, fresh grounded pepper. Very simple recipe, but very yummy. And so, uh, and this man is more in his 70s. He's like, you know, sometimes I, f I just feel anxious. I, I feel like my, I'm getting, my health is, is degrading. Um, he also studied here for a few years in Rome. And he's like, well, but I, I feel like I've, I've not done anything important in my life. And it makes me stressed out and sometimes even depressed that I, you know, my life is in, in the end so insignificant. And I, I totally empathized with that because that's sometimes also a, a feeling that I that creeps up on me. It's like I, I had these dreams when I was in Rome and I discovered media. I wanted to do great things, start a big international Catholic channel, something that would reach millions and make movies, become a director, uh, build up a big company with with many many people doing doing well sorry about that it's a bumpy road here and and then just be able to uh, leave it and then and then the, the the project would continue even without me and well I tried I definitely tried but I also didn't know at all what I was talking about um, because <laughs> Building a, a, a big media company is not just about knowing how to handle a camera and, 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 and wanting to tell stories. You need l so many more skills. And so instead of, of, of building up a big company or a big media uh, conglomerate, in the end, I'm still Father Roderick and I'm recording in a bus <laughs> using a, a, a cheap uh, audio recorder and, and that's it. But... I also knew that when, when the other guy was telling me, I feel like I, my life is so, not useless, but so insignificant. I told him, and also the other people at the table told him, but, but, but you're a great guy. And it's thanks to you that we're here in Rome, that we're having this wonderful evening. You have so many stories to tell, you are kind. The value of your life does not depend on the greatness of your success. Or your accomplishments and, and and who you are is of great value to us and is that really less important than reaching millions of people and, and leaving a mark I mean who, who knows all these people that have left these these great monuments in Rome who cares they definitely made a mark but they're still forgotten so and maybe they, they built these great monuments and, and were very unhappy and <laughs> had a lousy life. So what does it really mean, accomplishing something in life? What is a successful life? How do you measure that? Do you measure it by monuments? By, by the money that you've made? By the number of followers or likes? It's all, that's all going to be worth nothing uh, a few years from now you, you may have uh, a million followers on YouTube or on TikTok or Facebook or whatever 
but the moment you're dead your account will maybe be locked or it may be transformed into a an archival account and people will stop following you and forget about you because life goes on and new relationships form and new people are born with talents that are equal or, or much greater than your talents and eh, you, <laughs> all those accomplishments and, the, and the, the ways in which you thought you were making a mark ultimately don't really matter that much so isn't it much more important, maybe, to focus on other ways in which you can make your life worth it and worthwhile? And I think the, the, the key to that is changing your mindset from this kind of insecurity that we have. Like, oh, but I want to be remembered. I want to show and prove to the world that I, my life is worth something by the money that I make, by the followers that I have, by the house that I bought or the car that I have. And instead, thinking, starting with, my life is inherently valuable. The fact that I'm here, that I was given this life, instead of not being there, is a, is a tremendous gift. And it's, it's, it's worth the world to me, even without me having to prove anything. We're, we're crossing the Tiber and I'm looking at the Castel San Angelo and the Angel's Bridge. And the water below. Now, of course, we're going over the bumpy road that leads to the Via della Conciliazione and now we're heading towards the Passetto which is where I will leave the bus because then it goes into a different direction and I will miss my ice cream so I'm gonna get, get off the bus here uh, buddy you gotta love public transport because that saved me a huge walk <laughs> now of course this is the walk so Maybe I'm cheating a little bit, but... <laughs> oh, I can take off my mask now. Ah, air, oxygen, nice. Ah, la la. Alrighty, so I'm just going to head down the Via della Conciliazione uh, towards St. Peter's Square. Um, in the evening, you always got like a backlit basilica so the sun is behind the st peter's basilica so you just see the silhouette of the facade whereas in the morning it's always uh, very sunny and, and and the lights only go on switch on when the sun is down completely so that will be in two or three hours from now I was, I was actually originally planning to go in a totally different direction for this walk I wanted to go to the Via Appia Antica which is the old Roman road outside of the city. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from Central Station. And that's a place where I love to be because you, you, you feel like, wow, this is what Rome looked like 2,000 years ago. You've got catacombs there and villas and it's beautiful. But I rarely ever go there because I always have work to do in the center of Rome. 
So the Vatican is kind of my the place where I hang out most when I'm here. And so I was like, okay, today I'm going to go to Via Appia Antica. That will be a wonderful place to record an episode of The Walk. And and I, I love to be outside of the city from, from time to time, especially I've, I've been here for a week and, and there's just so much traffic and noise and pollution. Um, sometimes I just miss nature, especially now that I live in Bennekom in, in the Netherlands, so close to the, to the woods and I'm always walking in the woods I miss nature right now it's just too much too too many stones here but um, it was a, a very very hot day it was more than 30 degrees Celsius and I uh, I I wanted to leave at 10 and then I still had to do some some stuff on the computer and it, and it ended up only leaving the house at 11 and I stepped outside it was like nope 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 way too hot and it's just dangerously hot. Uh, and the sun, the, the UV radiation is also very high. None of that is healthy. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to grab a, a sandwich and maybe I'll go in the evening. And, uh, and then I thought, yeah, I want to go do record some TikToks. But I want to do that in the center of Rome since I'm here. So that's how I ended up at the Forum Romanum and, uh, and now here at the Vatican. Because now I, I fancy an ice cream, and I will, I'll probably just go to Trastevere uh, after the ice cream to uh, to grab some dinner. Because this is a, uh, the only evening that I have to eat alone. <laughs> so my friends are having a um, another meeting with a bishop, and so I have to make sure I feed myself, which is not a problem. I'll just go to. Uh, to Trastevere and grab something nice. Actually, there is a nice restaurant that I may check out, although there's always a, a long line because it's so good. It's in the, in the heart of Trastevere. I forgot the name. Hey, um, by the way, since we're talking, um, and since I'm now walking underneath the portal of the Sala Stampa, which is the press office of the Vatican, it's closed, of course, so they're only open in the morning. Uh, I, I really want to organize a trip to, to Rome again. Um, I, I did one trip here with, uh, when I was still uh, at SQPN and Mountain, Mountain Majoric organized a pilgrimage and um, a, a few people from my community back then came over to Rome and I, I did too and we had a week together. We uh, visited places in Rome and, and Assisi but of course, since then, I've never been back. That's about six years ago, I think, six, six or seven years ago. Uh, but my community has changed a lot. Uh, we are now doing so many different things. I'm doing, still doing podcasting, but also uh, YouTube and, and, and TikTok. And, and my, my followers are very different from, uh, from my, the followers that I had back then. And I think it could be fun to just go to Rome or maybe some other places and and travel together and I can uh, show you the world that you may know from my videos or from hey that's a priest on a mountain bike that is cool I've never seen that before. well actually I've seen that before because it was me when I was here in Rome I had a mountain bike and that's how I was moving around but it's so funny to see another guy in a, in a, in a, in a yeah on a bike with a bright green helmet on and then still in clerics, clerical gear. 
So I'm now walking alongside the colonnade on the right side. It's quiet. Most people are probably already home preparing dinner. And I have to say I'm, I'm very hungry because <laughs> all this walking is uh, consuming a lot of uh, calories. Plus, I've only had one... No, I have to be truthful. I've had two gelatos in seven days. That is, that is a serious problem, of course. Because normally when I'm in Rome, I get a gelato at least once a day, if not more. But, uh, so I'm, I'm very gelato-deprived. So I'll, I'll take you to uh, the old bridge. And uh, unfortunately, I can't share the gelato via audio. But you'll have to trust me that it's good. Ah... Oh. I so love to be here. This is an apartment building on my right side where uh, Cardinal Benedict used to live. Uh, Cardinal Benedict, Cardinal Ratzinger used to live before he was uh, elected Pope. And I heard that Cardinal Burke is also staying in this building. Uh, but I don't know exactly which floor. I think uh, uh, Cardinal Ratzinger was on the upper floor. He had a piano there and a cat. And he used to feed the cats on the main square. I'm not sure if... Burke does that. Here's the uh, side entrance to the Vatican. Usually some uh, Swiss guards. There are two Swiss guards in their blue costume. Standing guard. That's a regular costume. People think that they always wear the multicolored costume, but that's not true. That's their kind of their special Sunday suit. Alrighty. I have to wait for the light to turn green because this is also a road. And even though this is the border with the Vatican, it's a different country, the laws of physics stay the same. So if a bishop runs over you in a car, even if he's from another country, it still hurts. There you go, it's green. Let's go. So, um, about this whole legacy thing, I think, especially these past two years, when I've had to let go of a lot of things that, that defines my identity. I, I, I kind of synced my identity, my feeling of self-worth with the stuff that I did with my accomplishments. The, 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 the masses, the, the amount of masses that I said in, in the various parishes, the number of baptisms that I have performed, the, um, the number of podcasts, the reach of my audience, the success of the online streaming masses, etc., etc. And one by one, the, the television work, let's not forget about that. It's very gratifying to have, to have you know, so many people know you from television and greet you in the streets, etc. And it's not that it made me vain, at least I hope not, but it gave me a feeling of, you know, my life matters. I'm doing good work. And, and I had to let go of all of that, or most of it, and, then, and it made me realize that I had built my life in a certain way on sand instead of on, on the rock. Because all, this, all these accomplishments, the successes, the followers, is like sand. The wind blows and it disperses and it's gone. Whereas if you build your life on a rock, so if you build your, your worth, your... The feeling that you matter on a person, on, on God, on Jesus, then nobody is going to be able to take that away. And it is completely imperviable to, 
changes in your life. If, if you, if you, and that, but it takes, takes time to do that. It takes time to trust that, that that's the place where you should build your house. Because we want, we want to be quick. So we just pick whatever place that we can find and start building our careers. And we think we're building, but we're, we never check the, the ground, the solidity of the ground. Building on, on Jesus, uh, trying to, to build slowly, steadily on the rock. It, it's, it's more laborious. It takes more time. It takes a lot of trust. But ultimately, it's much more gratifying and feels more solid give solidity to your life than, than building on all these things that are ultimately vain and, and will be gone when you are gone um, and, and it, it's one thing to know it intellectually and, and it's a totally other thing to experience it yourself and, and you learn, well, I have learned especially in these last two years that a lot of the things that I thought were part of my identity and gave a meaning to my life ultimately didn't matter that much and now that they're gone they still don't define me and they have not at all uh, well in the beginning yes I, I felt like I was losing my sense of identity and I wondered well, why, why did God want me to be a priest if he takes everything away from me but then I'm thinking well maybe that is because I can now see much better that he wants me to belong to him and to follow him because of who I am and not because of what I do and that it's okay to spend an afternoon strolling around in Rome and eating a gelato even if that doesn't really means much to anyone let alone leave a trace it's not that the ice cream that I'm about to order is going to change the world and will be remembered years from now but uh, but it's still it's it's okay God wants me to enjoy the little things and we should all learn to enjoy the little things even if it's just a gelato because it's, it's this appreciation of the gift that life is the gift of being able to walk around here in Rome and to eat a gelato if you, if you start seeing it as gifts that you did not deserve, that you did not work for, that you did not um, did not have to accomplish anything for, that is when it starts to make sense. That's where you start to understand, well, well, wait a minute. This is what makes my life so beautiful and worthwhile. It's that ice cream on a warm summer day in Rome and not the amount of work that I've done during the day. All right, let me just now I need to focus on the important stuff. I hope I can pay with uh, uh, a, a bank card or maybe it has to be... Uh, yeah, I think I can pay electronically. I'll check anyway. So I'm going to go for a... This time I'm going to do fruit. I usually take like chocolatey tastes, but they're fragola, strawberry is great, mango, I love mango and maybe limone so citrus all right since i won't be able to re to hold my recorder while eating an ice cream <laughs> i'm just going to stop here and i will eat my ice cream while recording the extra mile for my patrons so if you want to join me in the audio of eating an ice cream 
uh, go to patreon.com slash Father Roderick. Thanks for listening. Ciao, arrivederci. Ci vediamo.